Hello there, cat people. Welcome to episode 18 of the Shelter Cats podcast. I'm going to do things a little differently this time. We have no guests today, just me, because this is a very special episode, very near and dear to my heart. It's the first episode of my podcast, the Shelter Cats podcast, where where I have this episode coinciding with a couple of very special anniversaries. And as a cat owner, I like to commemorate special days in, you know, in the lives of the cats that I've owned, past and present. You know, gotcha days and, and special moments in their, in their lives, like their birthdays. I celebrate my cat's birthdays. I also commemorate when I've lost my cats. And when this episode will air, it will be nine years since I lost my Tyler. Nine years. In some ways, it feels like it just happened yesterday. In some ways, it feels like it's a lot longer than nine years. It feels like 19 years or 90 years. But I've always commemorated the anniversary of when I lost my Tyler. And I'd like to record a special episode about it. So I know I do my usual preamble. I'm going to save it for the end because I just want to get right into right into the episode and just talk about talk about when when I lost my Tyler. And uh, you know, future episodes I'll, I'll I'll fill in a lot of the blanks on on his life and he had an amazing amazing 15-year life, my Tyler. And um I wouldn't have missed it for the world. But one thing one thing about owning a pet, whether it's a cat, a dog, or, or anything else, is if you make the commitment to be, to, be the, to be the carer and owner and have that cat in your life for its entire life, is you will face loss at some point. You will have to say goodbye to that animal at some point in their life. Um... They don't live forever as much as I'd like them to. So I did my, the very first aunt pet that I lost and I had to say goodbye to was my Tyler. So I like to commemorate that anniversary. Uh, and this is the first time I could do that. I do that on my blog every year, but this is the first time I'm recording a very special episode to commemorate that loss. So... I lost Tyler on August 2nd of 2014. And he was well past 15 years old at the time. Which for a shelter cat is a, is a good age. Some cats live into their teens. Some live even older than that. Uh, so it's definitely a good age. Good age and he lived a good life. But by the summer of 2014, Tyler was 15 and he had been... He definitely was showing signs of age and had for the past couple of years. When Tyler turned 10, he started to develop uh, respiratory problems. He would, he would have trouble breathing, like wheezing, and he would sneeze more and more. And, you know, I had to get him antibiotic shots. And, you know, I brought him to the vet whenever it happened, and he would sneeze, and he had discharge when he sneezed. 
So, you know, typical things that happen when a cat gets older is they start to develop health problems. Um, you know, and he used to be famous for what I used to call his shit fits. He would have these fits where he'd just play and play and play and run across the, run around the apartment with toys. And, you know, he still did that, but fewer and fewer. And he did it less and less, and he slept more, as as older cats tend to do. You know, they 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 rest more, and they're they're still active, but maybe not quite as much as when they were kittens and younger adult cats. And he had a roommate by that point. My tiger had passed away, so he was living with Jackson. And I will talk about Jackson in, in future episodes. Jackson was. Um, another rescue from Craigslist of all places and Jackson was much younger and twice as big Jackson at that point was almost 18 pounds he was a big big cat big tabby even white cat and and they got along they weren't the best of friends but they definitely got along and you know Jackson looked out looked after him and Tyler got older and older but by the summer of 2014 he had also started losing weight and he was always a steady 11, 12 pounds. But, you know, by the summer of 2014, once he hit 15, that June, he started to lose weight and he started to get, started to really slow down and get sicker and sicker and rest more and the breathing issues got more. And then he lost more weight and he lost more weight. And, and I knew, has anybody who's owned a, a pet a cat or dog, you kind of know that 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 time is coming. You just know that that you know the window is closing, so to speak. I'm trying to say this as delicately as possible. So in early July, I brought him to my vet and you know by that point he had gotten down to about seven six or seven pounds, so he'd gotten very thin. And um, this, is, this is hard for me, even nine years later. And the vet said, you know, um, this is very skinny for a cat. He was more and more lethargic. And the vet said, listen, he's 15. I could run a battery of tests. I could put him through a lot of tests. I can try to find out what's going on. I suspect it's probably a form of stomach cancer, uh, which explains the weight loss and the, you know, the lack of appetite and the increased lethargy. Uh, I could put him through all that, or you can just enjoy what time you have left with him. So with tears in my eyes, and I'm glad I brought sunglasses that day, <laughs> um, I made the decision to to bring him home. Uh, I had already lost, actually I had already lost Tiger in November of 2012. He was the first cat I had to help across the Rainbow Bridge. And I just felt that Tyler should cross the Rainbow Bridge with me at home. So I made the decision to take him home. And you could just, you could just tell no, he was grateful to come home with me. So I took him home and um, he rallied a little bit. 
by middle of July of 2014, he'd rallied a little bit. You know, he was still, still him, but he was still, he was very skinny. If anything, he lost more weight, but he was, you know, he, he still tried, he was fighting. You know, there were definitely times where he rallied. Um, he, his favorite thing was chicken broth and, and steamed chicken very late in his life. So he mostly ate a lot of steamed chicken and a lot of chicken broth, which I made or got for him, um, low sodium broth. So he ate a lot of that, uh, you know, as often as he was able to. And by the last week of July, he just fell off a cliff. Um, he was barely moving and just really just laying there and very lethargic and just struggling not to breathe, but just, you know, just to groom himself and get to the bathroom. I was, I was helping him to the litter box. I was cleaning him. Um, Jackson was cleaning him. Jackson didn't leave his side, which, which broke my heart, but also warmed my heart to see how. Jackson, who was never his best friend, like very late, you know, in Tyler's last days, Jackson really took care of him and looked after him. And um, it was very nice to see. He just stayed with him. He cleaned him. And he just took really good care of him. And, you know, Tyler wasn't in pain. He wasn't in agony, which is why I did not take him to the vet to help him across the Rainbow Bridge. I wanted him to... I wanted that to happen in the comfort of his own home. And, um, you know, if I had seen that he was in any kind of stress, I would have obviously done something about it. But he was just, you know, we were just, we were just being with him and, and loving on him and just enjoying, you know, each moment. And you could just tell. And um, I'll never forget the last night. It was a Friday night. Uh, he was laying on the couch on his favorite spot, uh, on the same couch where my Sophie is sleeping right now, on one end of the, of the back, <laughs> which is all dented in now. I have to puff it up every day. Um, Tyler didn't, didn't want to eat anything. I got him some chicken. I made him some chicken. I got him some broth. And he was just kind of laying on the couch and kind of looking off into, into the distance and, um... I knew, I knew it was time. I knew it was gonna happen. And I saw that he was just laying and at peace. So I took his paw in my hand, because he liked, you know, he would kind of knead my hand with his paw if I, if I held his paw and kind of felt his, his, his foot pads. And I looked at, looked at him in the eye and I said, Tyler, it's okay. You've had a great life, I love you. You're my first and best cat. I love you. I will be fine. I'm going to be okay. It's okay. I said, go to Tiger. Tiger's waiting for you at the Rainbow Bridge. Go to him. And he looked at me and purred. And he hadn't purred in a, in a little while. He looked at me. He needed my paw. And he purred. And then he kind of fell asleep. 
and I went to bed and that was Friday night and when I woke up the next morning I woke up super early he had gone just peacefully in his sleep he had gone and and that was it I mean I could not have I could not have asked for a more peaceful crossing of the Rainbow Bridge, not at a vet, not any other way other than peacefully at home, surrounded by the people that he loved. And living with the wonderful landlord that I do, I was able to bury him in the backyard, which I did right away, and said a little something, said a little prayer, and he's still there to this day. I even got him a little little gravestone, which says Tyler the best cat in 1999 to 2014, the years he lived. And he's resting there now at peace at the Rainbow Bridge with my tiger and my Jackson and Frank from my colony. So they're all at the Rainbow Bridge. And I knew it was happening. I knew it was coming. I knew it was imminent. You're never prepared. You're never fully prepared for that kind of loss. And anybody who tells you that the loss of a pet does not compare to the loss of a human is, in my opinion, wrong. Like, very wrong. There is a huge loss. It is a huge impact. It is a huge thing for you to deal with. And nobody, and I mean nobody, can or should diminish that feeling that you go through, that loss. You need to process that. You need to overcome that at your own pace. And you need to grieve and you need to, you need to process that loss. And only you can figure that out. Only you can process that loss and go through that grief of losing a loved one. And Tyler was, was my family member, my, my kid, my son. I loved him like a son. I loved him like, like a member of the family. He was just he and I for many, many years. I had already lost Tiger to a heart attack right after Hurricane Sandy in 2012. And then I lost Tyler to old age and cancer in August of 2014. And don't let anybody ever diminish that grief. And I'm going to take a side note here because I refuse to talk about my relationships on this podcast because this is a podcast about cats. This is not a podcast about the shitty relationships I've had or the mistakes I've had and choosing the wrong people and being stupid in relationships. However, I was in a relationship at the time, and the less I say about it, the better. And I'll never forget, not long after Tyler died, about probably a couple of days, I overheard my then uh, significant other speaking to a member of her family. And I'll never forget the thing she said to her about my grief. She said something to the effect of, I didn't hear the other half of the conversation, but she was responding to something about 
my going through my loss over Tyler. And I'll never forget what she said. She said, oh yeah, my boyfriend's the one that can't get over the death of a cat. Think about that for a second. I had just lost the first cat I'd ever owned who lived with me for nearly 14 of his 15 years. And days later, my significant other, whom I thought understood, said, oh yeah, like, get over it already. If anybody ever says that to you, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Seriously. That's my point. No one can ever, should ever, diminish that grief. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, confront her about it because I overheard a conversation. And I just kind of kept it to myself. Didn't affect me. I, I went through that grief. I still grieve his loss. And it's nine years later. I still commemorate it. That's why I have this podcast. So I'm just bringing that up as a way to illustrate. Don't ever let anybody diminish your grief. But my way of grieving, which I started with Tiger, is I grieve by opening my home to another, to another homeless cat. And when I lost Tiger in November of 2012, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Tiger uh, later in August. Within two weeks later, I had adopted Jackson off of Craigslist. And don't get me started on that. I don't, I don't even think people do that anymore, but that was Craigslist back then. And I made the same decision with Tyler is that I was going to open my home as soon as possible and adopt again. You know, I had Jackson. Jackson was the only cat for a couple of weeks, but I started the process and... Again, my then, my then significant other and I found on Craigslist, which was one of the areas I looked, was there was an ad for <laughs> this female cat that was in a home and they were allergic and she needed a new home. And she was about four. And she was a cute white, she's a calico and white, mostly white patched calico cat. And it's a cute cat for adoption. <laughs> and she was being adopted because they were gonna have a kid and the husband was allergic. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna get started on that. I'm not going to get started on that, except to say it's that's not an excuse. Technically, I think I'm allergic. I just take pills. Fucking deal with it. You know what I mean? Don't bring your don't bring an animal into your home if you're just going to put them on Craigslist. Because, like, can you think of a worse place to put your your beloved animal up for adoption than, than Craigslist? Do I need to go into why? I'm not going to go into why. You know why, and I'm not going to get angry. But I saw the ad and I responded to it. I asked her some questions. 
Sophie was also front declawed, which is now illegal, but she was already front declawed. So I thought she'd make a good fit with Jackson, who also had been front declawed before I adopted him. I'll say it again. I would never do that. Even if it was legal in my state of New York, I would never do that to an animal. But Tyler was already declawed. Tiger was already declawed. Jackson was front declawed. And Sophie will be the last cat I ever adopt that was ever declawed. She's front declawed. Which made no bear which made no bearing on my decision to adopt her. But she's really, 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 really cute. And up to that point I had never had any female cats in my home. And I wanted to adopt a female cat. Tyler had been the king of the household. I thought the next the next cat, I wanted an alpha cat like Tyler, because Jackson was a was not an alpha cat. Tiger was not an alpha cat, so my household needed an alpha cat. So I reached reached out to the ad. I had a few conversations. I shared a, a little YouTube video I made um, with a John Lennon song that I thought was very fitting for Tyler. Just a photo montage. I didn't know shit about editing back then. I still don't. And she was so moved by the video, she said, I want you to have this cat. Her name was Mama at the time, and the, the her then owner admitted that she was having trouble naming her. She had been Bella, she had been Mama, but I decided to name her Sophie because I thought that was a cute name. So I named her Sophie. She just looked like a Sophie to me. I don't know why. Sophie just popped in my head. So she became a Sophie. And, you know, as much as I disagree with how this person put Sophie on Craigslist of all places where all sorts of bad things could have happened. She had all her vet records. She took good care of her. And she brought her to the vet for a final checkup right before bringing her to me. And she also offered to bring her to my home. So I said, okay, I'm gonna take in this, this girl. She's, I know her exact birthday, April 22nd, 2010. So she is, she was four. Now she's 13. And the decision was made. A little differently than normal. You know, in, in previous episodes, I, I would go to shelters. But there was just something about Sophie and just her face and just something about the fact that this cat that had a home was put on Craigslist of all places. Like my Jackson, I just had to, I had to take her in and try to make it work. Sight unseen. I just had to take a chance. It worked with Jackson. I hoped it would work again with the Sophie. So, not two weeks after I lost my Tyler, on a Sunday, August 17th, to be exact. And middle of the day, this woman showed up at my house <laughs> with a cardboard carrier and came in, looked at my home, gave me the carrier, gave me some supplies, gave me all her vet records on a file in a file folder. And that was it. She left. She didn't want to stay. She didn't want to meet Jackson. 
she gave me the cat, gave me all the information, made sure I had her number, and that was it. And I had Sophie. <laughs> and I'll never forget. I came in my apartment with the cardboard carrier. <laughs> Jackson was confused, so I showed him the carrier. I said, this is Sophie. This is your new boss. <laughs> and he kind of just sat there on the couch looking. And as with every cat, you introduce them in a, in a secluded room and make sure that they take their time to get used to things. Because as I've said before, every cat is different. So I don't just open them in the house. You know, some people do that. I, I firmly believe that you give them one room and you let them get used to your apartment gradually. So I took Sophie into my bedroom where she had everything set up and I was going to leave her in there. And like I did with Tyler and Tiger and Jackson, I brought the carrier to where the litter box was in the bedroom. And once, once I knew she was ready, I opened I opened the top of the cardboard box, the, you know, the cardboard carrier she was in, and out popped this white calico cat with, with poofy fur. Looked like she had a, you know, looked like she had a scarf on. It was, she looked like she was going to be a long-haired cat, and the fur just decided, eh, never mind, we're not going to grow. So she's got this kind of fur that looks like white feathers. That was the first thing that struck me is she looks like her fur is feathers, not cat fur. She popped her head out, looked at me, growled with this meow that sounds like she used to smoke, kind of a eh. Normal cats go meow, she goes eh. See if I can get her to do it. Sophie. No, she's shy. And she popped out of the carrier and ran under the bed. <laughs> and there she stayed for the next four months. <laughs> it took her, it was the polar opposite of Tyler. Tyler was like, he walked in like Sinatra, like he owned the place. Sophie was pissed. Pissed. Sophie was pissed. She came out the first night after I went to sleep she looked at me and she growled and hissed and growled and hissed at me. <laughs> Wanted nothing to do with me, was pissed off, did not want to be here. I mean, can you blame her? This woman put her on Craigslist and there's just, put her in a cardboard box with a few holes in it, drove her, gave her to me, ran off and exited herself from this cat's life. The only owner she's ever known exited out of her life and left. How would you feel? You'd be pissed too. She was pissed. And she stayed pissed for a very long time. And like I've said before, every cat is different. Sophie was different. It was very discouraging. Very discouraging. I thought, what the hell did I do wrong? Why does this cat hate me? Every time this cat, this, she would come out at night and she'd sit at the foot of the bed and stare at me who the hell is this dude? Why am I here? It smells weird. You know, Jackson desperately tried to come in. He, she, he, he was terrified of her. She hated him. I kept him separate just to be safe. And every time I'd look at her and I'd try to talk to her and I'd try to be loving and patient, she'd look at me and she'd growl and hiss. 
She never would swipe or swing or anything. She was just pissed, just angry, did not want to be here. <laughs> it was very discouraging. I mean, obviously, very discouraging. I had gotten used to, you know, Tiger jumped on the bed within the first night. Jackson took a little while too, but within a, within a month, he was, you know, within less than a month, he was sleeping in the bed with me. This girl, she was pissed off. But like I've said before, you have to be patient. It's discouraging, it's disheartening, but just be patient. It could take months, it could take a year, but your patience will be rewarded. And slowly but surely, she started to get less angry. And she knew I was the source of food. It took her, I'd say, from August to the end of that year to actually leave the bedroom. She wouldn't, she, would, she got very comfortable in the bedroom. She would start to jump on my lap. She would sit on the bed with me. She would play with toys. Jackson could come in and she started to tolerate him. They were never the best of friends, but they would be in the same room together and she wouldn't growl at him too much. As long as he kept his distance, she was fine. But it took her really about f probably a good four months to start to leave the bedroom and be comfortable enough to go into the rest of my home. The kitchen, then the living room, then the bathroom. It took her a solid six months to establish herself here. But once she did, she, she, once she established herself as, as the alpha cat, as the boss cat, that never changed. And she assumed Tyler's role as alpha cat, as chief defender of the territory, and she's held that role as the queen ever since. And right now, she's sleeping on that same spot that Tyler was on. She has her own bed that I've made out of a basket and a flannel blanket and an orthopedic pillow. <laughs> she is the queen of the household. So while it was discouraging for the first couple of months, this August also commemorates nine years that Sophie succeeded Tyler as the queen of the household, the alpha cat, and she's just, it was worth all that stress and effort and patience and questioning my sanity while she was pissed at me every night and hit all day. It was worth it because she's an amazing cat. She's my office manager because I work from home. She's the queen. Everybody's defers to her. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And I don't ever regret getting her off of Craigslist and answering that ad and going through all of that. I don't regret it for one moment. It was worth it. So that is, that is this special episode. I wanted to tell that story of how Tyler led to Sophie. And I'll say it again. The loss of a, of a pet, especially a cat, especially a shelter cat, 
is a momentous thing to go through. And no one should ever, ever, ever diminish that or, or belittle that process. And you take all the time you need. So if you have a story about that, about how, how you went through the loss of a pet, or any stories about your pets, I want to hear about it. Because I might have you on a future episode. Because it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the cats. So, I'm on the web, tylerthecat.com. You can email me, dan at tylerthecat.com. I'm on Facebook. The page is called Shelter Cats. I'm on Twitter, Shelter Cats Pod. So, Shelter Cats P-O-D. I'm on TikTok and Instagram. Just search Shelter Cats Podcast. I'm also on Threads, Shelter Cats Podcast. I have a Medium blog every Saturday, medium.com forward slash Shelter Cats. Or you can support the podcast too if you want. You don't have to. It's on Spotify. Just look for the dollar symbol in the little bank symbol and donate any amount you want. Also Patreon. If you email me, I'll send you the link or just search Shelter Cats on Patreon. And anything you donate goes towards the purchase of better equipment. I need to learn how to edit this better. Um, so that would be great, but you don't have to. Okay, so that was a slightly different episode. Next week, um, another great friend of mine who's done a lot of animal rescue, especially a lot of TNR, will be on. Her name is Alicia, and she'll have some amazing stories about the rescues she's done. Until then... Give your cat a hug, have a great week, and we'll see you next time.